Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Brandon, the most glorious ginger. What's up, man? And Dave, the magnificent Canadian. The most glorious blonde. Oh, most glorious blonde. Oh, wow. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Now, do you consider your hair blonde? I guess you do, or you wouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah. So I grew up, uh, when I was growing up, my hair was very light blonde. Like, you know, like little blonde kids that have really punchable faces and mullets. I, I was uh -huh. one of those in the early okay. 90s. So I just kind of stuck with that. But it's a little bit more dirty blonde now. So yeah. I still think it's blonde. My wife still refers to her hair as blonde. Well, I haven't heard her say it in a few years, but I've had somebody else tell me her hair is blonde. You've both met my wife, um, yeah. Brandon. You've met her numerous times. Yeah. Would you say her hair is blonde? I think her hair is brown. By looking like at it, dark I, brown. By looking at it, I would not describe it as brown. Really? Or other way around. I would not describe it as blonde. That's okay. what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't either. I suspected brown but apparently not in the summer I, it gets a little lighter but yeah i'm just always confused by this fine line between blonde dirty blonde and brown yeah it is a fine line after all. i don't I, yeah i don't think there's there's much of a case for a light brown i think that's just dirty blonde but it's it's more like what color was your hair when you were a kid and that's sort of what i go by and i was like bright blonde hair and my hair well, gets really too. bright in the summer as well I was too, but my hair, what's left of it is is brown and gray now. Um, but it was bright blonde when I was a kid, but my beard is red, so I don't know. <laughs> Am I still blonde then, since I was blonde when I was a kid? I think so, yeah. I'd put yeah. you in dirty blonde category. Oh, well, shit. Two blondie boys and a red boy. Would you look at that? Dave, now I just want to go back to something real quick. You said you used to have a mullet. Yeah. Me too. And have you really? ever rocked a mullet? I think I had slightly longer hair, but it was longer all the way around. Dave's hair was longer in the back when the first time we met him. Ben was more of a party all around kind of guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was rocking the mullet in kindergarten, literally. Um, so badass motherfucker, kindergarten did you, mullet. Did you ever have a rat tail? No. No, okay, I never good. I never stooped to such levels. Um <laughs> Uh, but you know, the mullet, I'll give it a pass. My son is rocking the long hair right now. And it's actually, he's decided he wanted to do that because he saw Dustin's cousin has longer hair. Mm -hmm. And so he's rocking the longer hair right now. He keeps talking about, well, maybe I'll cut it. Maybe I won't, whatever. But somebody asked me, they're like, do you, do you mind him having the hair? I'm like, look, I know how, how little amount of time my hair lasted me. By the time I was in junior high, I realized I was getting a bald spot. I'm going to let my kid do whatever he wants with his hair until it falls out. Dude, he looks yeah. cool, though. Dude, yeah. Kids with long hair, you might as well. What's the difference? Exactly. You save your money on haircuts, too. Well, that's Amen. true. That's true. This is the HP Podcast, your podcast about mullets and video games. They go together so, so well. Mm. Uh, thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom for doing uh, the things you do, which is giving us money. We appreciate that. And we want you to keep doing it. So, uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Ad free early access for as little as a dollar a month. You can also go over and join our Discord over at handsomefandom.com slash Discord. Hang out with the cool people and also some others that aren't as cool. Gentlemen, <laughs> let's talk about some news here. We're going to start off with this one. Epic Games. This, this dropped today, actually. Today as we're recording this Tuesday. Epic Games has acquired Harmonix. Yes. The, the crew over at Harmonix is well known for their third-person 
shooter battle royale <laughs> dance central uh <laughs> this story comes from videogamechronicle.com it says the boston massachusetts based studio which was founded in 1995 and also was once owned by viacom said on tuesday that it plans to work with epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for fortnite it also said it will continue to support existing titles, including Rock Band 4 and Fuser, and that all of its games will remain available on Steam and consoles. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but this seems like a weird mashup to me. I mean, I know Epic is gigantic, and I know that they could probably utilize any other developer out there in some way, shape, or form because of what they have under their belt. What do you think about Epic owning Harmonix and their intent to work on Fortnite? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this is really interesting. As someone who's been a fan of Guitar Hero for, or I'm sorry, Rock Band. They did Rock Band. Yeah. Um, for many, many years. That's really the majority of the experience I have with the studio. Um, I don't really see it fitting in well to anything at Fortnite, but I've been surprised before. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be unlike them to have a music event inside of the game. They've already done that once with the Travis Scott. They've done it many times. Yeah, they've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. Maybe there's something we're missing here, an angle uh, as far as video game development goes. I mean, we have Rockstar doing the music stuff. We have Epic, another massive company, buying up a mostly music-based company that makes games. So, I mean, it really makes you wonder. I guess I don't have any crazy thoughts on it, but it's kind of huge. I mean, I would imagine, does it say how much they bought them for? Uh, I don't see that here in the article. Okay. But I would imagine when we get like a quarterly report it'll come out in some yeah. way shape or form but now definitely interesting um we've said time and t time and time again on the show how they find interesting ways to do new things and they've yeah. been doing that since they you know kind of kicked off the br for everybody yeah we're seeing new things that have never been in games like this before they started the live events and made them as big as they are um and who knows man with fuser and everything now who knows how they could integrate that into fortnite it's it really leaves me with more questions than answers, but I think maybe that's a good thing. I'd like to see where their money takes them. So, Dave, can you imagine a world in which Chun-Li is holding her gold scar and also uh, DJing at a festival? I had a dream about that last night, actually. So it's, <laughs> it's convenient you brought it's, that up. It's funny you say that, yeah. I mean, you, you bring up Fuser and... Uh, Fuse is an interesting game because I think we all remember the present that the, the, the presence that the game had at um, PAX East back in Boston in March 2022, just before the world ended. Right. And like th there was three like massive boosts I can remember. There was Final Fantasy VII Remake, there was Animal Crossing, and then there was Fuser. Like those three games had like the big, I think Fall Guys was there too, but seeing sort of the presence they yes. had there in Boston, uh, I was like, okay, Harmonix is back. This game is going to be huge. We right. all remember how much fun it was to play and how easy it was to mash up songs. And then the game came out and I remember, you know, we were talking on our Slack and we were just like, Hey, did, did Fuser come out? And we were all like, I think it did. And it just kind of came and went. And I don't know, what happened with Fuser or how popular it actually was, but it came out with just like a whimper, which was really surprising to me. So, um, you know, when you first brought up this story, Ben, my first thought was, okay, this is going to give Harmonix some of its muscle back and some financial backing. But I mean, if they're going to be relegated to just supporting, you know, some of the musical aspects of Fortnite, then that hopefully that's just a short-term effort because that would seem like a wasted opportunity to me because you know we all remember how much fun it was playing rock band back in the day and i'm not saying we're going to get rock band back or anything like that but just you know that musical prowess that this developer has i would hope that epic uses it in some uh substantial way rather than just having them as a support team so it'll be interesting to see where this goes yeah and in fairness uh to harmonics it doesn't say that they would be working exclusively on fortnite but i think we know how it's going to go just seeing how big of a behemoth fortnite and uh it's you know all of its spinoffs are yeah dave you're right fuser was a massive flop uh i don't know how it did financially but i know that it 
in the world we live in, which is full of video games, it didn't make a dent. I think I know one person that I see tweet about it occasionally, and he is just the biggest lover of harmonics in general. So I don't know that any game that would have come out from harmonics would have not been pleasing to him. Here's my theory on why Fuser didn't make it big. And sure, maybe it did do well. I don't know. But you could not almost stream Fuser without being the most boring game in the world. And whether we want to like it or not, I kind of do like it to some extent. It is almost impossible to have a hit game without some sort of streaming presence. And like we got a code at Handsome Phantom and I didn't even realize it until after it was out. But once it was out, I was like, oh, let me look and see if I can email somebody about getting this. And when I looked, I, we already had the code and I think I just added it to our account and, you know, what said whatever. But I looked at the document that said about like for, for YouTube or streaming it. And it was like, you can stream as much as you want for Fuser with no problems except for these songs. And it was like 80% of the library you couldn't stream. And I was like, okay, well, this game's dead. Like, I, I, I don't even know if I installed it. And that's not to say it's a good game or a bad game. It may, I know it was a ton of fun when we when we demoed it at PAX, but if you can't have any kind of public presence on YouTube or Twitch, like that's a lot of the audience that's going to be looking for your game or, or looking to see how they can have fun before they spend sixty bucks on it. So it kind of I think it died right off the bat, a, a large portion due to that because it's not, from what I understand, a bad game. It's just if you can't publicize it without paying royalties. Or getting DMCA striked or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it, it's so hard nowadays with music. Yeah, and that's literally the entirety of the game. Right. So. I mean, when Metallica does a Twitch stream and has to play a cover of their own song, yeah, that, really, you know, there's a problem. Seriously. Sure, so. I don't know. Uh, what Brandon? What's one? Give me an idea. What could Harmonics do inside of Fortnite? Man, I don't know. I honestly would like to see them not do Fortnite? i know i know you said that it was like inevitable i mean that's epic's cash cow right well they specifically said they will work with epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. really yeah i would just imagine honestly it would be more concert series yeah i think they've started to line up Fortnite to be in such a way that like sure it's a br but there's been a lot of experiences that are that like happen in Fortnite, and i would imagine that instead of it being more of a concert type thing, it's possible that there could be a more interactive element now at this point. Sure. Like they would be able to bring something in mechanical wise that would be fun and you could participate in the middle of the concert instead of just standing there. Like the floor keyboard from big. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Um, but no, I just think that'd be cool. Like imagine, you know, imagine the guitar hero panels going across and you had to shoot them to play them with an AR or something like that. I don't know. I guess I don't really have anything exactly in mind, but I could see them cooking up some stuff. I really do. They got they got wealths of uh, information and wealths of money over there, so that they're going to be able to do something with it for sure. Dave, any ideas? Any any potential thoughts into how music could be more incorporated into the gameplay of Fortnite? Uh, no, nothing off the top of my head. <clears throat> um, but you kind of mentioned sort of some of the you know, licensed music that harmonics uses in its game. Maybe this is a way for Fortnite to get some expertise behind them because they want to use more licensed music in their games. Um, but obviously then that creates complexities with being able to stream and um, digital rights and all that stuff. So I don't know, maybe they're bringing in harmonics as the expert so they can kind of integrate more um, popular music in the game. I don't know exactly what they would do with that, but I don't know. Maybe Fortnite's going to become more of a variety game like Grand Theft Auto is, where it's just yeah. more of a sandbox and rather, you know, BR's a an aspect of the game or a mode, but maybe it's going to grow into something a little bit bigger and licensed music is going to play a big part in that. I, I guess well, only time will tell, but it'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, Dave. That's, it, it actually weirdly reminded me of GTA doing the music stuff. And wondering if maybe that's the angle is have a division that kind of is experts in this sort of thing. So it's become so insanely complex to stream, you know, maybe, maybe they want to be able to stream stuff, um, but not be taken down. So I don't know for sure, obviously, but I cannot imagine that harmonics was doing well financially 
after Fuser. Now, granted, they've probably have tons of money from all the Rock Band games, but the Fuser was not free to make, and all the licensing for all that music they had in it was not free to get. So, like, they were it's it's entirely possible that they were like, okay, we need to find somebody to buy us. Oh, Epic's buying people. Let's see if they want it. And Epic was like, we need a tax write off. Uh, we'll figure out what to do with them after right. we we pick them up. But who knows? Well, like Dave said, whatever they bring, since none of us can figure out what it could possibly be, is going to be, at the very least, surprising. So we'll see. Next story here is via rockpapershotgun.com. It says Hitman 3 is getting ray tracing and PC VR in 2022 hitman 3 is the conclusion to io interactive sandbox homicide and trilogy but the game itself still has plenty of life in it in the new year two trailer io producer hakan abrak has teased some fresh additions coming in 2022 from new modes to pc specific upgrades like ray tracing and vr support we don't have a lot of details um, other than what's in this article uh, there's not a ton either other than they did put up a, a little a website about the upgrades. Um, but we know that we will have a reveal coming next year. Brandon, you played Hitman 3. Dave, I don't remember if you played it or not. No, you did no, not. No, I did not. No. Yeah. Um, so, Brandon, one of my favorite games of the year, I think. Yeah. I played all the way through it. Uh, it, is a, it is really cool to see not only how much people enjoyed this game, but also how much they incorporated the old games back into it. Cause I felt like there was so much treasure there to be found. Right. Uh, I don't know. Are you excited to see Hitman continue to get a longer life, get a, get an actual year two announcement and some new modes. No, I'm super pleased with that for multiple reasons. I mean, obviously it's great that they're taking care of the PC audience. I think that's fantastic, but I think this just continues to reinvigorate the series in general yeah. um, with the nature of how these games work, being able to import the other games into the third one. Um, I think that, you know, you kind of got the whole package now and I would hope that they wouldn't stop it at the Hitman three levels being the only ones that have the ray tracing. Right. I would hope that because you can import the other ones that they would just do the whole lot, just do all of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it it was such a good game. It, it felt a lot like blood money and that was my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, all three were very good, but, um, three did some over the top new things that I thought were pretty fun. And yeah, I mean, more power to the PC people. Ray tracing is awesome. Um, I unfortunately haven't got a chance to try out the VR mode at all. Have you been <laughs> since you got the headset? No, I haven't. Um, again, it's just a matter of, do I want to hook this up to play 20 minutes? I'm sure. Right. So I don't know. I, I do know people who have played it in the v, in the PSVR and said it was very good. So nice. it was very fun. Cool. Yeah, I would imagine it would be sweet in VR. Yeah. Honestly, um, to get that sense of scale and all those beautiful environments would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but no, I think this is great news. I'm glad this game is living on some more um, and that they're continuing to support it. Um, from my understanding, they've had events here and there um, as the years gone on. Um, so glad to see that it's still chugging along and going to be chugging along next year as well. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for it. Yeah. It's, it's a great series and I'm glad that the end of it wasn't kind of cut short and they're continuing to push through and give some content for everybody. I mean, you know, the PC people want to play it too. Especially since this is the last game in the Hitman series, at least for now. Well, right. Exactly. They said go out with a bang. Uh, Cause we're going to be working on James Bond next, which is, Ooh, I can just only imagine I'm what so... I was going to do. I know with that, Dave, are you a stealth fan at all? Yeah. I, I had a, a Hitman phase back when I was a teenager. Uh, I wow, spent Dave. a lot of time with like <laughs> a lot of, a lot of new details coming to yeah, light here. Yeah. <laughs> Hitman two, silent assassin. Uh, I played quite a bit of that and it was, it was a lot of fun. I was never good at it, but I just found like that stealth sandbox to be so fun and it hold, hold, held your hand so little. Um, and I really like finding all the different ways to sort of attack your objective. But um, yeah, I guess the, the only thing I'm kind of wondering about this is, so does the PS5 version already have race trace, ray tracing or will it be getting it? Cause this seems to be very specific about PC only. It does. It says it only talks about PC and I played it, you know, when it came out. Um, but I don't remember if it had ray tracing or not. It looked gorgeous. I yeah, know that. I know it has just like standard reflections. Yeah. I, I 
I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure the, the console version does not. So. Yeah, that sounds right. That I, might I be enough for me to that, yeah that might be enough for me to to dive in i um i played metro exodus on ps5 and oh, i yeah. believe it had ray tracing and that was one of the reasons why i got it one it was on sale but two i was like okay this is a last gen game but it's gonna have a bit of a next gen upgrade so right. you know even if a game isn't sort of high up on my radar if it gets something like this like ray tracing and i already know that hitman 3 is a beautiful game um then that would certainly give me that would push me over the edge right uh, definitely so yeah. well, maybe they'll clarify a little more in the uh the year two announcement when it fully comes out yeah. the, the one thing i was going to say though about it being stealth i know that phil who uh used to be on the podcast i don't know if he's still alive or not but phil phil mentioned <laughs> uh sometimes how much he hates stealth and he was asking me if he would like this and i had to actually like think about it and i was like you know what you do have to do some stealth in this game. It's a Hitman game. You have to. But the way they've designed this game is that there are a thousand different ways to tackle any challenge in the game. And so there were times when I would just run through guns blazing and still completed it. Now, I didn't get all the accolades and everything that you get for, you know, you, you complete certain challenges and stuff. But like you can play this game as more of an action game than a stealth game. And that to me, I think... Uh, the fact that you can get two entirely different experiences with different outcomes based on how you're playing it just is even more of a reason why this game was a lot of fun. Yeah. I always uh, I always thought of the Hitman series as like if you if you put it alongside like Splinter Cell, uh, Metal Gear Solid. I've never played a Thief game, but I'm sure that's in there too. Yeah. Like of all those like major stealth only games, it's the one that most resembles like a puzzle game. Because you yeah. really have to take like little aspects of the level design and the way the NPCs are interacting with each other and sort of piece them together to slowly move towards um, that assassination or that person, that target that you need to take out. Whereas the other games, you know, the Splinter Cells and the Metal Gear Solids is more about just patience and tactics. So right. it was always unique to me in that way. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's different. No, I think that honestly, when you guys were talking about that, I was thinking that I wish games even like Deathloop would have taken a little bit more of a note from a game like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not a smack talk towards Deathloop. I mean, kind of, because I really enjoyed the game. But this game has a sense of openness and sandboxness and just open-endedness um, that I wish some other games like Deathloop would utilize a little bit more. Um, yeah, for super sure. fun, super fun. Yeah, just. I cannot stress enough that if you, unless you absolutely despise any form of stealth game, it, I mean, you know, Black Friday is coming up here, Christmas season, whatever. This game's going to be on sale. If it, I mean, it's already on sale, but if it's not even cheaper during these, if you can pick up this game for thirty bucks, you're stealing. So just do it. It's it's great. Uh, I don't know, Dave, for for you guys without without the ability to use disc, if they'll have it on sale digitally. But if they do, I cannot recommend it highly enough it's a fantastic game next story is one that makes us all three very sad yeah battlefield 2042 currently as of yesterday yes yesterday has a 74 percent negative user reviews on steam this comes from guru3d.com it says battlefield 2042 has received a large number of mostly negative reviews on steam shows 74% negative reviews, which is a massive percentage. That's fairly clear. Thank you, Guru, for pointing that out. Um, most of this is related to the single-player limitations and the technical issues, and the majority of the remarks are similar to those that have been posted on the subreddit and everything. Basically, there's a lot of tech problems with the game. Uh, there's a lot of uh, actual matchmaking problems with the game from what i've understood uh the modes just aren't quite there boys we were all three very excited for for battlefield and when the previews started coming out and the betas were rolling out we kind of were like ah, well I don't know, we'll see but this just is not the battlefield game that i think any of us were hoping for dave talk to me about are you going to still play battlefield or not eventually um it's just sad because this is this is old hat for Dice and EA, and we've just, you know, we, we've talked about it the last few weeks. Um, I started to feel really fishy about the game after the beta, and I think a lot of people felt that way, but it just it didn't seem like a game that was ready to come out. 
and uh, which is weird because it was it was delayed um yeah but it just kind of seems to be par for the course these days where these sort of games are released on <laughs> the the best thing i heard about it was i was watching this guy stream it and he he was not having a good time and somebody in his chat came in and was like hey man the game's not in that bad of a state there's just a couple little issues they need to work out like hit registration spawn service stability scoreboard specialist gun balancing <laughs> and it went on and on and on and it was like it's it's true and it's i don't know it's the game's going to be fixed and I, I again i said this a couple of weeks ago like i want to play this game but i know i don't need to play it now um cuz it needs a little while to to be finished and all that so um yeah, it's disappointing, but hey, at least we got Halo Infant and Vanguard to hold us over. <laughs> yeah, really, man. Brandon, is it time for EA to to kick dice to the curb as far as Battlefield goes? Because the last the, between this battle game and well, Battlefield Five was also very bad, especially at launch. Uh, they ended up completely canceling one of the modes, didn't they? For for Battlefield Five, just because it was like too little, too late. What do you think? Do you think? dice is in trouble as far as battlefield goes or do you think there's a way they can recover in the public eyes i don't know man it, i gotta say i'm really disappointed um i've been saying for months how i wanted battlefield to come on top and little did i know that vanguard would come out swinging yeah um and not to say that there's not certainly problems but of the two companies activision and ea um ea fumbled the ball real hard um you know vanguard isn't isn't perfect by any means but the bones are there yeah the, the bones are good but the bones are broken right in battlefield 2042 they need a little time to heal yeah and it's it's upsetting man it really is david mentioned that there was a delay i just think how many games have to come out unfinished and how many review bombs and how many bad prs have to come out before things start changing right. and it really disappoints me um you know, I was seeing huge issues with the bloom in the game. Yep. Um, I like completely asinine things that I saw. Like there was a guy with an LMG shooting at a crowd of people from far away and he was literally on them. Yeah. And not like he unloaded the entire clip of the LMG, not a single one hit because yeah. he was too far away. Yeah. And I'm just like, what, what is this? How did this leave? How, how was this? Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just disappointed. And honestly, you make a good point, Ben, because at this point, it's like, what, Battlefield 1 came out, was pretty decently received, didn't hold up, I don't think. I would say the player bases probably dropped off relatively fast. Yeah. 5 came out, meh, just right. meh at best. This is coming out, and now it's not just meh, it's it's bad. Texture's not loading in. Yeah, game breaking physics. I mean, they've listed off just a couple things that I've heard online, and it's just it's very sad. And honestly, it might be time. Maybe they just don't make games, or maybe EA isn't giving them enough time. But I just think that I don't know. I don't know if it's EA, if it's Dice. I, you can't really tell at this point, but it'll be fixed. I know it'll be fixed, but it might take six months. And I'm not going to spend $70 on your game, $60, whatever. Right. If I have to wait six months, I'm just not. There's too many other things to play. Right. And to be honest with you at this point, I guess I'd rather play Vanguard. Yeah. If you asked me two months ago, I wouldn't have said that. Right. But uh, leave it up to EA, I guess, to disappoint me. So it's kind of, uh, you know, if you look backwards now, there was so much talk about is Game Pass gonna have battlefield are they gonna put battlefield on game pass at launch that kind of thing and lots of speculation and everything and usually where there's smoke there's fire i have to imagine there were some talks about it behind the scenes and we've given xbox some criticism in the past for putting games on game pass that weren't necessarily great at launch such as outriders and had a couple other flops as well i mean maybe this is the reason maybe battlefield was supposed to be on game pass at launch and they were like, look, we can't put this trash on our service and expect <laughs> people to still trust us to pay for things. Yeah. Um, because when you have a subscription service like that, yeah, there's a lot of games. But if they if the big ones come out and they're not going to be good, it's like, well, what's why am I paying for this? Even, even though there's lots of other stuff to play, you know, the majority of people are going to play, you know, five or seven select games. And so what's the point if they're going to be not good? Yeah. So, yeah. It's a shame for real. But. Yeah, they had they had to have lost so much.
much money. Oh man. Oh my god. The, the well, sad thing is they'll probably still be profitable somehow. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was just going to say is eventually they're they're probably going to make their money. I think this is coming to Game Pass eventually, but yeah. Uh, I would say by March that would be my bet if we were going to take bets, but the thing you got to remember and I know you guys know this, but Battlefield is not Call of Duty and right. this game is going to be supported and around for 3 or 4 years. It's not right. like, you know, if if a Call of Duty game launched in this state, it would be a disaster because it literally has a one-year life cycle. Whereas with Battlefield, it's going to be around a long time. It's going to go on sale quite a bit. It might come to Game Pass. It's going to be supported. It's going to have lots of new content. So I'm that's why I'm not too upset about this is because I know right. in a few months it's going to be in a better state. It's probably going to drop in price. Um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean there's look- still that, this, this game is going to have a lot of life in it. That's for sure. I'm with you, but the flip side of that also is to me is that it's not a yearly game. So how right. did it get released like this? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Totally. Quality agree. control, man. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. PCGamesN.com says Star Wars Battlefront 3 may not be happening. Quote, it's entirely possible that Star Wars Battlefront 3, the sequel to one of the best Star Wars games around, might not be happening after all. With the release of Battlefield 2042, many Star Wars fans expected A to go ahead with DICE making a new Battlefront, but reportedly executives shot down that idea. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was released in 2017, just two years after DICE's first Battlefront game. Two shall, we say a little controversy that changed how the world sees loot boxes and games forever. After a couple years of free updates, Battlefront 2 became a solid Star Wars multiplayer game that everyone wanted to play once it was free. That included me, by the way. I jumped on it for a few nights after it was free and then deleted it once I was done with it. Uh, So according to Battlefield leaker Tom Henderson, Battlefront 3 was shut down by EA due to it being a licensed title. Furthermore, multiple major developers behind Battlefront 2, including Dennis Branval, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his name, have since left the company, making a sequel highly unlikely. So EA is still working on two other Star Wars titles, probably single player titles, if I had to guess, because of the success of um, Fallen Order. Was it Fallen Order? Yeah. Yeah, Fallen Order uh, did really well. Uh, but I don't know. Battlefield, I, I I bought an Xbox to play the first Battlefield, or not Battlefield, I'm sorry, Battlefront. And then Battlefront 2, I did not play at launch, but I did play it afterwards. And then once it went free, I played it on PC as well. Uh, This is another thing with DICE. That's kind of why I put it after this other story. DICE is, uh, you know, maybe if there was a guarantee that DICE was going to hit it out of the park or that they could make a Buku bucks on loot boxes and stuff like that, they would have gotten a nod. But Dave, what do you think? Uh, Have you played Battlefront? Do you like Battlefront? Are you saddened to not see another Battlefront title? Yeah, I I like Battlefront. Um, I think this kind of goes back what I said with Battlefield, but you know, <laughs> we should kind of expect these games from Dice and EA to come out in in shit states. But we know that eventually they're going to be decent, and that was the case with Battlefront Two. Yeah, um, I'm really not surprised that uh, EA has is rumored to have shot this idea down at least for now. Um, I sure they want Dice to focus on uh, making 2042 a profitable uh, and long-running game, but you know we're also seeing the success that's coming from these single-player experiences. Um, I'm not a video game developer, but I wonder 
if a, you know, 12 hour single player experience is generally more profitable than a game that, um, you know, is multiplayer, has a long, long life, has to be supported for a long time. Maybe there's just more money in that. Um, you know, if a single player Star Wars game is marketed well, you can make your money back on day one and then everything else is just gravy. So I wonder if there's right. just more, if they, if they see the value in these um, single player experiences. I mean, we're seeing this renaissance of of these games with, you know, God of War and Horizon and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know, maybe they're just taking a different approach to how they're actually using this property. So. Yeah, certainly possible. Brandon, you didn't play Battlefield or Battlefront. A little bit, once or twice. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? You think a third one's in order? You think they're making enough money off Battle Battlefront Two still? No, I'm kind of with Dave there. I think that things like Fallen Order are a safer bet for them. Yeah. Um, and I think that potentially, even after all this talk about Dice, maybe Respawn's a safer bet. Yeah. Than Dice at this point, um, especially with the track record we just got done talking about. I mean, how many games has Dice put out that have been mid at best? Um, so maybe it just makes more sense to not take this expensive ass IP that you paid a bunch of money for from Disney right. and give it to Respawn instead of Dice because they know that Respawn can do it right. There's also the very real fact that I think it was last year, maybe it was the end of the year before, Disney said, hey, guess what? EA is not the exclusive maker of Star Wars games anymore. True. So, hey, EA, you're on notice. You put out another stinker that gets us bad publicity. You're getting your license stripped away. Dude, who knows? I mean, technically, couldn't couldn't Disney just say somebody else is making another Battlefield now? They could. They could a Battlefront, yeah. That's what I meant. They yeah. definitely could do that. I think they would probably trash the IP before they would make another one. Gotcha. If I had to, if I, I mean, that's my, purely my guess. I don't have any reason to actually say that uh, factual, but I think they would prefer to move into new timelines and new styles of games before they would rather give away an existing franchise that has had some turmoil mostly public perception turmoil not necessarily the games haven't been in bad states the the battlefront games uh necessarily but um a lot of people have, have had backlash against them so maybe it's better to just like wipe their hands of that ip and make a couple more single player maybe another multiplayer Star Wars game and like you know Star Wars is going to sell whether or not it's a good game but it's not going to sell to the same degree you know I think Fallen Order a lot of people who have no affiliation with Star Wars played that simply because it was a good game if you like Star Wars it's a better game but you know they, they have the game has to be good on its own it can't just be the IP that attaches people to it yeah at this point I think and I think Especially after the few bad years of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And I think you got to keep in mind, um, the old Republic is still chugging along. Yeah. I, I don't know how much money it's making them, but it's, it's, it's made a lot of money. It has to over the 10 years or whatever it's been out. So maybe they're just kind of from a multiplayer standpoint, they're just kind of focusing on that. I don't think they're publishing the, um, the, uh, the, the old Republic remake. Are they? Uh, who? EA? Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't be. Uh, I think they may have given that to, I think that might actually be coming directly from this new LucasArts games things, but. Well, Aspire is making it. Right. I'm not sure. I thought they were, I thought they were under EA, but I could be totally wrong there. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, if it is them, but I, I just, just to reiterate what you said there, Ben, I like they're on their last sort of straw with, with with uh you know what they're going to do with the EA game so if our uh, Star Wars game so what's been successful for them was Fallen Order um Respawn as you just said um Brandon is is a great asset that they can use so maybe they're just trying to uh, stick with what's actually working for them cuz Battlefront was just surrounded by shit when it first came out so yeah yeah for sure all right last up on the news items gentlemen Mass Effect Legendary Edition will soon be coming to EA Play and Xbox Game Pass. Rumor, 
at least. This comes from techradar.com. It says, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the 2021 remaster compiling one of BioWare's most revered trilogies, looks like it could be headed to Game Pass as the game briefly donned the subscription services logo on the Polish version of the Microsoft Store. As reported by VGC, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition store banner was emblazoned briefly with the Xbox Game Pass logo. It was noticed and stat by Polish site XGB, XGP before Microsoft noticed the error and removed the logo. Mass Effect Legendary Edition compiles the first three games in the much-loved sci-fi RPG series. The series excels at seamlessly blending a story of galactic warfare with inner. We know that. Uh, it has a section here called Analysis, What are the Odds? And here's the reasons they say it. Though Microsoft was quick to remove the Game Pass logo from Mass Effect Legendary Edition store listing, it wouldn't be all that strange to see the updated trilogy launch on the subscription service. Thanks to EA Play, part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate tier, Fans can download and play the Xbox 360 versions of Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 via backwards compatibility on their Xbox One or Series X and S consoles, uh, also PC. As such, the updated Legendary Edition's arrival on the service could be more of a question of when rather than if. So basically what they're saying is, if it's going to come to EA Play, which it probably will, most of the EA's games do come to EA Play uh, shortly after they launch, if not at launch, then Game Pass Ultimate will almost definitely get them as well brandon dave and me none of us have purchased or played the remastered edition or whatever it's called the uh the legendary edition of the game you guys saw the notes before we started and were like oh yes let's go let's talk about that for a minute brandon tell me about mass effect yeah i mean i i don't have a lot of experience with the series i kind of came in at a weird time i came in during andromeda oh that's right and um, you liked it yeah well I thought it was fine. I only okay. played about half the game. Yeah. I enjoyed what little time I had with it, um, but not more than anything else that I've ever played. Okay. Um, I didn't leave a lasting impression, let's say that. So after getting an Xbox, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I got an Xbox. Um, and so, you know, I was checking out Game Pass and they have the 360 versions on there and it piqued my interest. And now this makes perfect sense. I mean, I wouldn't imagine why they wouldn't put it on there at some point. But yeah, I mean... If I can try it, why not try it in the best way possible? Um, I've heard nothing but good things about the series. I just, I just think it's a matter of time before they get them on the the Game Pass. Yeah, Dave, are you going to play Mass Effect Legendary Edition if it comes to Game Pass? I think so. I've I've already played through the trilogy twice. Um, I played each game as it came out, and then I bought the uh, the package on like PS3 or whatever that had all three games, and I played it from front to back. Again, like I, I literally, like I didn't have a break between the three games. I finished one, went right to the second, and then finished yeah. the third. And I can't believe I did that. But that's just how good this series is front to back. Um, so when the Legendary Edition came out, I said to myself, I'm not going to play through the trilogy again. I'm going to play new stuff. And now it's going to come on Game Pass. So I have zero excuse to not do that one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is exciting news. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this happening if it is actually real. Um, because this is just, Brandon, I mean, if, if, if you have a lull in your gaming calendar at some time in the new future and you want to boot up your fancy new Xbox Series X and you have Game Pass, then I strongly encourage you to try to find the time to play this series this trilogy from front to back because it is it's a masterpiece of video game sort of history and yeah yeah you need to do oh, it man for sure it's so good dude and after um cog talked so highly about it at the uh show i i want to play it now yeah i've heard so much so many good things from so many different sources right um obviously um it's very beloved so i played mass effect one when it came out and there was something I, I'm trying to remember how it was. Did it? It came out on Microsoft, and then it didn't go to PS5 until Mass Effect Three, or was it two? Or not PS5, PS3. Either way, whatever it was, there was something where I was playing on one console more than the other, and whichever one it was, it came to the opposite. Well, I don't remember, but I've only ever played the first one. Is what I'm getting at here. And I recall I said, it being a 360 exclusive. It was a 360 at exclusive at first, yeah, like until times. later on, yeah, and then. Maybe what it was is I had a PlayStation. No, I had a... Th I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, I am definitely going to play them all three through. Maybe not right back to back like Dave did whenever he played the the collection. But I definitely want to play them all. And again, I'll just wait until they're on Game Pass, hopefully. Or at least EA Play. 
because why not at this point? Because uh, it's I, I know it's such a great trilogy. I've been told that for so many years. I love Mass Effect 1. It was just like the second and third one, the timing didn't match up for me. So I am ready to go. Did you play Andromeda, Ben? I did not play Andromeda, no. I didn't play Andromeda because Dustin told me how bad it was and Brandon said it was fine. So that's why I didn't play it at the time. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> Was right. that like 2017-ish? Yeah, probably? it's kind of it's yeah. middling. Yeah. Boys, that's all the news we have for today, but we have a few things to talk about with video games. Let's start off with Brandon because he's got the most exciting news, which he's already spilled the beans on a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, wait. So I got the um, Series X. Yes. Um, very, very exciting. Um, I haven't got a new to me console xbox since my 360 um i i own the one the first generation xbox one um but that i got that second hand from dustin so that really exciting time i love opening the fresh box wait you got that from dustin yeah when uh it was a while back he he traded in that xbox for another one i don't even remember how it went because we went to best buy and he traded it in for another xbox and i got his old xbox it was very convoluted. It and was then he some, upgraded that Xbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he, he got like a couple in between when yeah. we did that. Um, but no, it it's been really great. I got the um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but I got the twentieth uh, anniversary Master Chief one. Yeah, really, really awesome. Um, I actually like it a lot more in person than I did in the pictures. Nice. Um, I'm still getting used to the UI. Um, it feels familiar, but also very foreign. Yeah. Um, I have two games for it so far. I have. Halo Infinite multiplayer, um, which came pre-installed, and Forza, um, as well as Game Pass. But I was gonna say you have a million games. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that's a thing. Um, but no, it's been fantastic. Um, it feels really awesome to be back in an ecosystem that I held so closely to me at one point. Um, really, just glad to be back and playing Forza. To be honest with you. Um, I don't want to tread over a bunch of old ground because I know we've talked about it in the past month since it's come out, but this game is fantastic. Um, it runs beautifully on the Series X, and it's every single thing that I've wanted um, from the Xbox. So just mostly just a lot of fun. Um, and Halo itself, talked about that too, but it's it's just been awesome coming back and just getting that sense of nostalgia for an entire company, Microsoft in general, um, you know, getting the Forza and the Halo in one quick sitting here. So it's been really cool. Um, it looks great. It plays great. And uh, the controller has not been that big of a deal to me. The asymmetrical sticks I've gotten used to very quickly. Um, so I've never had a problem going between PlayStation and Xbox controllers. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I know a lot of people make a big deal out of it. To me, it's like my hands go on it and then they're there and then I don't think about it again. Right. Now, it, it was mostly just something I noticed and not something right. that, that affected gameplay too much. But yeah. it's been a lot of fun. And certainly, you know, we always talk about Game Pass and how many things get added. But I would encourage anybody who has an Xbox or has a PC, if you haven't actually just went in and looked and seen how many games and how much value is in there, because I see stuff that comes there and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that they added that. There's a bunch of good games. But actually scrolling through the library kind of had me a little bit in awe. I probably picked out about a dozen things easily that I would be willing to play. So just super cool to have this as an option. Um, now I got the best of both worlds. So anytime anything comes out, I'll be ready. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially, you know, future-proofing myself for Bethesda as well. And when Xbox, uh, yeah, when Xbox actually starts putting out some games. Yeah, finally. Uh, after Forza and Halo. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, so you've played Forza. We talked extensively last week about both Forza and Halo. Oh, no. We talked about Forza two weeks ago, I think, more so. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've talked about Forza and Halo. I had a chance to also play a little bit of Forza the other night, probably about three hours or so, and uh, was really enjoying it, of course. But you're the car guy. You and Dave are the car guys. Um, and Dave insists that we call it a, ra a driving game, not a racing game. Okay. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about forza and and what you're yeah just about it yeah i don't know it's just every every moment of that game i feel like is meant for you to have fun in um they've taken what they already had and just made it greater um the events are vast the types of driving you could do are vast you know in the forzas you've always had the off-roading and you've had the the street racing and 
you know, the the faster highway racing and stuff like that. But I feel like they just took everything and kicked it up a notch a little bit. Um, there's been cool moments where like I've been driving around a party float and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much, but like th- they just up the fun with everything. And every single time you level up, you have the chance to get a free car. I mean, there's just plentiful, plentiful things to do in this world. And I just keep wanting to play and wanted to play. And I would play for three hours and be like, well, I could play for another three. Yeah. It just feels like, I don't know. I feel like I've scratched the surface and there's just so much more I want to do. And looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. The appreciation for the cars is there. So I'm interested to see how they keep keep supporting it. I hope they get some free stuff in there. I know they already have like a car pass, I believe. Um, I don't think I'm going to be checking that out, but who knows, man, it's, it's holding my interest so far. So, um, you know, until that, until that subsides, I might have to get the car pack. So nice. Dave, have you had any more adventures in Forza? Yeah, just, just a little bit. I honestly haven't had a whole lot of time in the last, um, week or so, uh, to, to play very much, but I did pop into Forza briefly last week and, just did some putting around and, and beat a couple events and unlocked a couple new cars. And yeah, Brandon, that, that, that level up thing, when you get the car spinning, like, like you do the, the spin wheel yeah. to, to choose or, you know, get credits or XP or a free car. That is, that is a, a thrilling moment for sure. Cause you never know what you're going to get, but. Uh, and it happens yeah. like, so like, like if I play for an hour, it can happen like two or three times. It's yeah. so exciting. It, it makes me want to continue. You know what I mean? It's just a free car in your lap. You can't beat it. It's weird because like I I have preferences of the kind of cars I like to drive in 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 driving games generally, but with Forza Horizon, just the way like the map and the terrain and the world is so varied, like every time I get a new car, I have to jump in it and just play around with it for a little while. Yeah. I still have my favorites, but like there's something just inexplicable about that that new experience you have when you get a new car and i implore everybody like when you get a new car and you start driving it don't just go in third person view but actually go into first person view because every single one of those cockpits is perfectly detailed to what the actual car is like all of them so i mean that's just a little sort of detail and most of these driving games do that but uh it's still thrilling to see. So well, no, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting all these new cars, and there's even been some that have surprised me. I've gotten in them, and I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. Next thing you know, I'm driving around like 50 miles with this car that you know I maybe never would have bought before, but I level up and get a prize spin, and what do you know? I've been driving it around for some time now. The Bronco was the one that I saw in the trailer, and I kind of groaned because i just thought ah oh, this is just yeah. Ford just wants to get this one in because it's their hot new car right i think it's like my third most driven car it is so much fun it is fun game. yeah with so the off-road yeah very awesome and you yeah. can outrun the police if you kill your wife with it <laughs> exactly. oh lord oh lord uh the i did see a story i gotta go as soon as i go home and get a chance i'm gonna check it out before they patch it where you could um buy the delorean without actually having to unlock it uh, so I'm gonna try that out because I want to sit inside a DeLorean in the game. Neat. I know they drive like crap, but I want to do it anyway. I wonder if it has the flux capacitor on the inside, or if you can like turn your head to see if it's in there. It better, I don't dude. think it's a time machine model of the DeLorean, no, but the, yeah, it's just, just the car. The God damn. What else? Anything else you've been playing, Brandon? Has it pretty much been Forza and Halo for you? No, dude, it's been that. Let's talk about Halo then, because all three of us, I think, Dave, you've still been playing some Halo uh let's hear it dave tell me more about your halo adventures things you've done i'm getting good at it yeah it's it's all coming back to me it's it's uh you know as soon as you remind yourself to jump around like an idiot and and throw that grenade as soon as you can (laughs) Uh, you know i've been playing more time in the ranked arenas when you actually have to start with the battle rifle which is a completely different experience from uh just the standard assault rifle that you start with in the unranked stuff um so yeah no i it's i i plan to play it a lot um i am struggling a bit with the you know we we talked a little bit last week about the slow progression um and i know they fixed it somewhat i swore i was ranked two in the battle pass and i didn't play it for a few days and then when i booted it back up i was down to rank one (laughs) i don't know if they did like a rebalancing thing or whatever um but uh 
yeah, I don't know. I hope they they sort of massage the the progression system a little bit more because I would like to see myself getting credit for doing things other than just playing matches. Right. Um, you know, you get all these badges in game and stuff like that, but then when you get out of the match, the only thing that seems to push up your, you know, your little progress bar is, you know, you played a match. Good work. And then if you hit any of the weekly challenges or whatever. So that just seems a little sparse right now, but I mean we have to keep in mind that technically this is, game is still in beta. So other than that, it's it's Halo's great. I can play it for hours and hours and hours. It's it's so much fun. So a game that's released is never in beta, in my opinion. But I agree, it, it is technically in beta. So who knows? Brandon, your first Halo in a long time. Yeah, Talk dude. About it. Actually, probably I think this is the first Halo I bought since Reach myself. What? Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. Okay. Um. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm going to be saying things that have already been said. Obviously, it's not 100% out yet, so the game modes are a little bit limited. You'd love to see a little bit more. I'm kind of with Dave on the sense that, you know, I don't need constant gratification like a Call of Duty would give you. I don't need a new skin every single match. Um, but I found that most matches, I just get the 50 XP. Yeah. Um, and it takes 1,000 at the low levels to get up, so... You do the math, 50, 1,000. So right. it takes a while, which is fine. And I understand that, you know, not everything has to be instant, but I'm itching for some cosmetics, man. I really am at yeah. this point. Um, and the ones in the first first battle pass are so good. There are a lot of reach reach outfits. Right. Um, and that's like my tool house. That's my favorite game. Right. Um, so I did buy the battle pass. Um, looks pretty sweet. And they're actually starting an event here, I think, in about a week. Uh, started today. It started today? Yeah, I'm already level six. No shit. Yeah. I thought it started here in a little bit. Unless there's another event I don't know about, but... We're talking about the same one, but... Okay. It has like, yeah, it has like yeah. the cool samurai yep, armor. it started today. But that's really awesome, too. I mean, you know, you get the you get the excitement of the battle pass right away and all the cool armors, and now there's already an event. So I really do think they're doing the right thing. Um, I'm excited to see how they build upon it, but the bones are great, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm having a ton of fun. It, it it actually didn't take me much getting used to to get back into it. Surprisingly, um, shooters are kind of what I do, but it's definitely different than a lot of other ones that I play um, inherently. So my favorite part about the event is that the mode that you're playing in, it's basically it's Slayer, but they start you every time you die and come back. They start you with different weapons. Oh, cool! And so, like for me, I was like, I don't know. I'm really good with a couple weapons, but not. What I've noticed though is like. Oh, I've literally never played with this weapon before. Right. And I've played Halo for almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, or 15 years, I right. guess. So, uh, you know, that's cool that I'm like picking up weapons that I normally would never pick up. And maybe I'm dying pretty quickly or maybe I'm getting some kills with them, but I'm at least getting to experience them where I've never done that before. And honestly, if I saw it on the wall, able to be picked up. I probably wouldn't pick it up because I'm like, I don't really know how that works. And right. I know how this one that I have works already. Uh, the thing about the, um, the only thing about the slow battle pass progression that I don't like is I'm okay. I mean, I'm not really someone who's going to tr like I'm, my main focus isn't like complete this challenge or whatever. But what I dislike is that sometimes there are challenges that you are incapable of completing during that match. Like uh, the one that's like, you know, melee someone in a air vehicle and it's like, well, the match I'm on doesn't even have an air vehicle. Right. <laughs> so, like, I can't do that challenge. And right. until you complete that challenge, you can't go to the next one and have, unless you have a tier skip. Right. Other than that, I don't mind the slow progression or the fact that you have to do the weekly challenges because that's not really my driving force. I agree. It'd be nice. It's a, it's a fun little hit of dopamine to hit those. But for me, it's like all the challenges should always be able to be completed. Whether or not you choose to complete them is whatever. Right. But, like, don't give me a challenge and then not let me play a match where I can complete that challenge for two hours. Right. So that's a little bit of a gripe for me, but they're working on it. I know they've already had a good bit of feedback and they've already issued a few statements about how they're, they're progressing it. So it'll get there. Anyway, Halo. Halo's fun. Dave, what else have you been playing? Anything? I know you said uh, you didn't have a lot of time to play this week. Yeah, again, I've, I've just had a little windows here and there. So I've just been playing Halo, a little bit of Forza, popping in and having some matches with Vanguard. Um... So yeah, hopefully I'll have more interesting things to say about stuff I've been playing next week. But uh, yeah. yeah, just just taking little moments here and there. But hey, we got a Sea of Thieves date tomorrow night, so that's, that's right. pretty cool. Hey, that's cool. Clothing optional, and we're all three going to play <laughs> exactly. together. 
So I have two other quick games I want to talk about. Guardians, I just want to wrap up talking about that. I finished out Guardians last week. Uh, lots of fun. It's going to be 25 or $30 this week, I, I think. I just bought it today. Oh, did you? I just bought it today. For how much? 30 Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah. 30 bucks. It came out like a month ago. And I think it just had a lackluster reception. And also it's right before like Black Friday and holiday season. So it's going to go down automatically. But uh, very good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of heart to it. If you like the Guardians movies, you're going to love it. If you don't like the Guardians movies, there's a pretty good chance you're still going to like it. So I would go for that if I were you. Brandon, I'm glad to hear you picked it up. For, for 25 30 bucks, whatever it ends up being, it's a great deal. Uh, although if you need to wait till until the beginning of next year, it'll be good then too, at an even better price. Yeah, I was going to say, it just came out. It's crazy. It did just come out. And I'm wondering if it actually, because like it, I think it did hit uh, NPD sales charts. So I think it sold at least yeah. decently. Uh, but I think just with all the other games coming out, they probably decided to go ahead and do a price drop. It's just busy season. It I is guess. really busy season. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is actually an ode to Dave. Uh, I've been playing. I played the Forgotten City. Dave checked this out at a previous PAX we went to and turned me on to it. And I didn't even realize it was out until I was listening um, to it while I was editing a podcast and they were talking about it. And so I was like, oh, I'll jump into the Forgotten City. I played for like four hours and then had to put it down. And then a couple of days later, I came back to it and. There are four endings. I completed one of the endings in like you know twenty minutes after that. I didn't realize how close I was to it. So I'll probably go back and play the other ones. But if you're not aware, Forgotten City is basically you go into this old city and it's like you you get set back in time and there are a bunch of gold statues and stuff and there is a thing called the Golden Rule and if someone violates the Golden Rule, which is basically you know don't don't kill anyone, don't hurt them, you know don't steal from them that that kind of thing, uh, then the gold statues will come to life and kill everybody. And so you have to escape and it's basically a time loop. And so you pick up the thing, you pick up different things and you have them when you come back into the time loop. So like one non-spoiler example, uh, I saw this pot of money and I knew I was going to need money for this one objective. And I was like, well, I'll just steal it. And then I escaped and I came back and I still had the money and I was able to complete that objective the next round. So it's a lot of fun, uh, fairly short game as well. It's built uh, on a Skyrim mod, although they made them remove that from the marketing of the game. Um, it's a little janky. There's a, there's a few hiccuping issues here and there for sure. Uh, it was actually, I played it both on my Series S and on my PC. It actually ran better on my Series S than it did on my PC. I think my PC was like trying to over... Uh, work it and put it into like 1440 even though it doesn't even need to be in 1440 by any means but anyway forgotten city real short commitment it's on game pass and uh it's a lot of fun there is a lot of dialogue and stuff so if you like storytelling options choices that kind of thing it's good um i would highly advise you to play it and dave i know you that was one you were looking forward to from two years ago at PAX or three, well, however long ago it was, two PAXs ago. It's funny uh, you mentioned the the them having to remove the Skyrim thing from the uh -huh. marketing because um, I can remember when I was when I played the game at PAX and I I did like an audio interview with the the creator and the maker of the game, Nick Pierce, and um, I knew it was a Skyrim mod or it sort of started out in life as a Skyrim mod and Nick knew, I knew it was a Skyrim mod <laughs> and he's like, he was telling me about it and I was just recording his voice so I could take notes later. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, it's based off, um, uh, you know, a mod for a very popular game. And I just thought his choice of words was weird. And I'm like, I paused and I said, can you tell me what the name of that game is? And he says, the makers of that game have asked me not to mention that by title. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's yeah. really funny. But yeah, yeah, I think that one's on Game Pass too. It is. Yeah, that's where I played it. I played it on Game Pass. So nice. definitely got a lot of, uh, I've been getting a lot of mileage out of Game Pass lately. That $15 a month. I used to think, oh, I'll just play this for a month and then, you know, I'll, I'll quit until there's something else I want to play. There has not been a month where I haven't said there's something I want to play. Um sometimes it's better than other times and sometimes it's not but just with game pass i just don't even like i'm paying that 15 dollars a month it's kind of like netflix sometimes i don't watch netflix for two months but guess what when when there's something on netflix i want to watch i want it to be there yeah. and um that's maybe not the smartest financial decision but for game pass i haven't had to make that decision in a long time because there's always something that's there for me to play so it's a I'm not a paid chill, although I would accept their money if they wanted to give it to me uh, to promote it. But it, it's it's a good service for now. We gotta stop talking about Game Pass on the show. Okay, <laughs> permanently. 
Fair enough. We're done. We'll only talk about the about PlayStation 5's um, subscription service. PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. <laughs> we'll only we talk about play. PlayStation Home. Okay? PlayStation yes, Home. That's it. <laughs> Being re-released, dude. <laughs> PS3. Uh, man. Man, if oh, no, I don't even want to get into a PlayStation subscription service, that'd be a mess to talk about, not to have. But. I think that's it, boys. Anything else from you guys? Any, what, are you, what are you doing now? What's, what's next? I just sort of, I got to slide this in here. Uh, the Knights of the Old Republic remake is being published by Sony on PlayStation 5 and being self-published by Aspire on PC. Uh, interesting. So they're self-publishing. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> and to answer your other question, after this, I'm making dinner. Butternut nice. squash ravioli. Oh, my squash God. Squash ravioli. Butternut squash. Now, are you making it from scratch? Or is it like a like a you bought the bag of squash ravioli and you're just heating it up? Uh, for, for sake of theater, yes, I'm I'm making it from scratch. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go play some games. I might take a shower. I'm gonna. I've got a, a Sea of Thieves date with uh, some streamer buddies tonight, and then you know another Sea of Thieves stream date or not stream date, but another Sea of Thieves date tomorrow night with you guys. Like. I don't know if I'm dating the people or the game, but either way, yes. I'm getting lucky. So, <laughs> Don't forget, you can check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Dollar a month or more gets you ad-free early access to the show. We would appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Helps pay the bills for the hosting services alone. Um, those aren't cheap. And then join the Discord. You can join that whether you're a patron or not. If you are a patron, you get a special little badge that tells us you're a patron and everybody else that shows your dominance. But otherwise, you can just come and hang and talk out. Wait, hang out and talk. That's what I meant to say. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. The HP Podcast and HandsomePhantom.com are supported by our proud patrons over at Patreon. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavallero, Jason Canham, and Kevin Lucas.